Welcome to Make It Happen. My name is Tom Dalton. Each episode will have an inspiring guest tell their story of overcoming obstacles, never settling, and making it happen. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and review. So grab a coffee. Hope you enjoy the pod. Let's go. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Tom Dalton. Welcome to Make It Happen. I'm delighted to say we are on episode number 32, and I'm on location again in Dublin, which is fantastic to say, and I'm not doing it via Zoom, which which is brilliant, but I'm doing it on a Zoom recorder, if you can believe that. So I'm all the way over on uh, South Dublin and Rap Mines, and delighted to say my guest today is Stefan Fusco. Have I got the pronunciation right, Stefan? Absolutely bang on, Tom. Great. It's, it's, it's my biggest stress is getting people's names <laughs> wrong or right, because I know my dyslexia is going to come in someday and, and catch me up. Um, so I'm delighted to say we're in Stefan's facility here, as I mentioned, in Rat Mines in County Dublin, um, from Stefan Fusco Personal Training, am I correct? Absolutely spot on. So how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing good. You know, Lockdown 2.0 is treating me a little bit differently than Lockdown 1 did, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm making the most of it. Brilliant. Um, so Stefan, if people don't um, know you or follow you on social, if we were just to jump back for a second to, I suppose... Just a little bit of childhood and how you, what education you went into and then maybe how you stepped into business. Yeah, so if we want to look at it from like a fitness perspective, I suppose like if we go all the way back to my childhood, my father was fairly athletic um, and yeah, he kind of threw me into a bit of athletics to be honest because that was his thing when he was younger and he coached me with that. And it laid a lot of the foundations for like sort of competitive nature and stuff. He uh, taught me two rules very early on and it was... um, Nobody trains for second place, and second is the first loser. So in these days, that may be a bit harsh, but um, you know that's kind of what I grew up with, and it's kind of pushed me to be who I am today and get me to where I am today, to be honest. It's set that mindset up for me. Um, so I did that for a number of years, and then, as we all do, you fall in and out of things. And later on in my teenage years, I took up martial arts, and that's where I found my true love of fitness. Um, I did that for a year or two and then decided I needed to get in, hit the gym, just to help that and to help me push on with that and help me get better. Uh, ended up getting my third degree black belt in that, was on the Irish team for a number of years, and really loved it, like loved um, it. Stefan, just what type of martial arts was it? Uh, it was Taekwondo, so okay. third degree black belt in Taekwondo. I coached that for a number of years as well, and that's where kind of coaching people and bringing people through stuff and seeing them progress really flourished with me, to be honest. Um, that kind of dropped off when I went to college, um, I did economics and sociology, then I did a sports management degree and finished off with a business management degree. So spent the guts of about 12 years in education, uh, in higher level education. Um, and yeah, the, you know, you wonder how those things are going to benefit you and do you actually use them in your day to day life. But like having come out the other side of that, gone from working in an office, working on a website to now running my own business, like you definitely you, you take bits of everything from it like and you may not be sitting there getting in depth into the accounts because that's the accountant's job and you have other things to focus on but you do use them as you go on and yeah that's a little bit of me to be honest. great well there's two, there's two points i'd love to pick up on there uh, first i suppose you mentioned is um coach and taekwondo yeah w- w- when you first initially did that was it natural or was it uncomfortable or like standing up in a group of people or how did you find that do you know i I hated Taekwondo when okay. I started it. I hated it. The well. first six months that I was in there, I absolutely hated it. I quit sailing, uh, which I never liked anyway because I hate the cold. <laughs> and, you know, my dad, again, was like, look, you're not sitting around. You've got to go and do something. Your brother is going to Taekwondo. I'm dropping you off to do Taekwondo as well. 
And I was like, I want to do this. Like, and not only did I not want to do it, but my brother's five years younger than me and he put me into the same class so that he didn't have to drop us both up at separate times and spend the day <laughs> driving around the place. So yeah, I smart was- Smart fodder. Yeah, like yeah, he's play, he's boxing smart. Like, so um, I, yeah, I was thrown into the class. I was the biggest in the class. And because of that, my instructor just kept pulling me up to the front to do all the demonstrations. And after six months, I was put into my first competition, which I won. And it was kind of like, oh, I think I like this. This is good. Like, um, And then after about a year or so, I was, when I took my first class, I think it was a green belt. And my instructor rang up and said that he was running late and I was to start the class. Now, I was not the most senior grade in the class. I was not the biggest person in the class. I was not the oldest person in this class at this stage. But I was told to go up and you just kind of did it. And I really liked it. And every time he needed somebody to cover the classes, I was pulled up. Or if he was going away, he started giving me a heads up as to the fact that he would or he wouldn't be there. And there was one or two of the more senior grades who got a little bit uppity because they'd been doing it for longer and they were the senior grades. Shouldn't they be taking the class? And I think this is why I got along so well with him. He kind of reminded me a little bit of some of the stuff that my dad used to teach me. He was like, well... If you think you should take take the class, then you throw the gloves on, stand up there with Stefan, and we'll see who'll take the class. You know, and uh, it was that kind of you don't train for second place sort of mentality again. Like so, yeah, I just got into the swing of it and absolutely loved it. Like, and at that time, was there any part of you thinking I could see a future in this, or was it just it was all I wanted to do was run my own taekwondo club? Okay, I get unbelievably obsessed with things at times. Like there's a lot of tunnel vision in a lot of what I do. Like you know. So um, there was a little entrepreneurial bug in the back there, was there, thinking of your uh, own thing? I was sitting down, I was standing in the class going, if I have this many people in here and we can do, and I do this, yeah, I want to do this, this, and, and you love it, like, and I, like, I used to train Taekwondo Monday nights for three and a half hours, Tuesday nights for two hours, Wednesday night for three hours, an hour on Thursday, four hours on a Saturday morning, and two hours on a Sunday, which again, my father loved because he loved the dedication to it, and also I wasn't out boozing away with all my mates and i was getting fit and focused like you know so he loved that um and i yeah it's definitely a way i thought i was going to go was down the martial arts route and open up my own taekwondo school like brilliant so if we if we jump forward into the 12 years of education so you come out of college was it i need to get a job or straight into something what was it like then i had worked my entire way through uh, from I got my first job when I was 17 I completely lied and bluffed my way in as I feel a lot of entrepreneurs do with things like you know it's Black. kind of a fake it till you make it thing like um, and then kind of learn as you go I got my first job uh, when I was 17 in a bar in Dorky called the Queens and I went in and I was asked did I have an exper any experience I said that I used to work in my uncle's bar down the country every summer you guys can't see it but i'm completely shrugging my head here because my uncle did not own a bar like you know so i went in they gave me a job they stuck me behind the bar and i kind of watched other people pull points and was like okay i think i know how you do that when i was told to go in and change a keg i had no idea whatsoever um but struggled through made it and then all the way through college had several different jobs came out of college and i started working for Eurocycles and Eurobaby on their websites um managing the websites, managing the products being put onto the websites, ordering, all that sort of stuff. So you were kind of given this online shop and told, off you go. Like So I did that with a small team and that was fine, but I don't like 
being told what to do. I like making my own decisions, so that wasn't really for me. So I went off and I was like, I need to do something else. I'm going to go back to this fitness stuff. So I got myself, I left that, got myself a job in David Lloyd here in Dublin and started personal training. And that was when I was finishing off my third degree in college. So I was doing the David Lloyd thing. And then at night I was going to college and I came out of college and I was like, great. Okay. I need to go and do this myself now. Again, sitting in monthly meetings with the team and talking about how you can convince members to spend more on certain stuff. It just didn't sit well with me. Um, It wasn't the way I like to do things. And yeah, prioritizing having a name badge on over me knowing all the members' names and what they're looking for was not the way I looked at things. Like, so I very swiftly got out of there and came set up on my own and have loved every single early morning and late night since like because that's what it is when you work for yourself it's a lot of early mornings a lot of late nights and you have to love it like i love it i love hearing about that burning desire and it, as you say it does, for me as well it doesn't feel like work sometimes most of the time but just to go back stefan i've had a i've had a few people on that worked in the fitness industry or maybe set up their own business but talk about i suppose people kind of have a love-hate relationship but maybe getting experience in a commercial gym but was there positives to that side? Did you learn loads and then you were like, have you opportunities? Learned, I've learned an absolute ton from working in a commercial gym. The volume of people that I've got to see was phenomenal. The people from different walks of life that I've gotten to see was phenomenal. Um, seeing all the other trainers and the way they interact, what they did right, what they did wrong as well. You get to see all this sort of stuff and you get to learn so much if you're willing to take it in. Um, I think a commercial place gym is a fantastic place for a lot of trainers to to get their basics get their bones get start from the grass up like you know um you know when when i finished training as a personal trainer there was two or three of us who did quite well in the course like and came out very well out of it and then there was a couple of other people in the course and they had already set up their gym straight out of the straight out of the thing and i remember four of them turned around to myself and this other guy kyle um and they said jesus we thought you two would have a gym set up straight away and we were like why would we nobody knows who we are and we've literally read the books and stuff i haven't even coached anybody yet i'm not going to set up a facility i need to learn how to run the facility what type of people i want to train what areas i want to get into you know because we were looking at these people and they did sports specific training fat loss muscle gain rehab blah, blah, blah. you know jack of all trades master of none like um yeah so we knew we had to go off and learn the trade like and learn how to interact with people because that is massively what this is i can everybody can teach you how to do a squat but if i can't give you the reasons to want to go and train to want to go and achieve these things that you're coming in claiming you want to achieve because let's face it when people come in and say i want to lose weight it's not necessarily that they want to lose weight you know when they turn around when you say to them why do you want to lose weight well because i'll feel better okay and do you not feel good now why do you want like how would you feel if what does feel better mean like well i'll probably be a bit happier and i can run around with kids and and you're like okay so it's not that you want to lose weight or you want to try and look better you want to run around with kids you want a better quality of life like you know so we knew that you had to learn that sort of area rather than just here's a program go do it come to my gym here's a program go do it come back to my gym you know so um you know and I've looked at it a couple of times over the last two years, two, two, three years. And I think myself and Kyle are the only guys still out of that course in the fitness industry. 
It's amazing you said that. I was um, I was actually telling this story to someone there very recently. I went back to the place where I got my fitness accreditation. I think we were going back for a kettlebell course or whatever it might be. And all of the group, we went on lunch together and I hadn't met most of these trainers and I was sitting to a, a guy next to me and he was just saying he'd every cert under the sun, Stefan, TRX, uh, Book, whatever you name it, Zumba, you name it, he had everything. And I was like, wow, fantastic. I said, are you doing lots of classes or do you have your own place? And he's like, no, I'm working in retail. And I was just like, as you said, you said, yeah, I'm not going to get the quote wrong. Master, what is master? Jack of all trades, master all trade. of none. And I was just like, he had every certain under the sun, but I was like, all you need to do is, as you said, get to know people. What do they want for the results? And, you know, they don't teach you that in college. They're not yeah. going to get that in a cert. Um, Stefan, when you jumped out of a commercial gym, talk to us a little bit specifically about that process. Was it like, I want to get a unit, I'm going to train people in their houses, I'm going to do boot camps outside? Just tell us a little bit about that. You know, for me, I knew I never really wanted to get into classes at the time i love the one-on-one i love really getting in depth and working with people and looking at lifestyle factors and how they go about their day and what tweaks we can make there and getting very hands-on not just about their deadlift yeah not just about their deadlift like you know i couldn't tell you the last time i've done a three rep max with anybody like to be honest um yeah so um that's 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 what i love to get into so i knew classes weren't for me okay and then like I love the fitness thing, but this is a business. So I had to sit down and go, well, what, what way does this look? If I was to see five clients in their houses throughout the day, okay, that's five hours. But what if one of them lives 45 minutes away from the other one? Okay, that's a 45-minute drive, and I probably need a break. Okay, so now to do those two clients, we're talking two hours and 45 minutes, and then the other one's probably half hour away. Right, I'm starting to add on extra hours here, moving from point to point to point. Okay, well, what if I did eight clients in a day and had my own facility. What did the numbers look like on that? So for me, I had to sit down and look at it as a business. Like, you know, so I saw that like, if I can get them to come to me, I can make this a little bit more viable for me. And let's face it, a little bit less stressful, you know, because we've all driven in Dublin traffic. Like if you leave somewhere at two o'clock and expect to be there for 2.45, you're probably not there till 2.50, three o'clock. Now I'm late for a client. Now I'm stressed. Now I feel on the back foot. I'm going to be late for the next one. So if I'm in one spot and they can come to me, this just makes my life an awful lot easier. So that's that was kind of my decision for doing that. And then, and this is a downside to a lot, I think, of the fitness courses and stuff that go on at the moment, is they don't teach you the business acumen. They don't teach you the business side. They don't teach you to look at the numbers. Like, you know, um, and I, Stefan, I, just on that, that, that's very, like, it's great. And it's it's kind of, one, you're one of the first people I've heard say that's very specific and very intelligent to look at the numbers first because the numbers don't lie. Was that uh, a father thing? Was that a family member? Was that a business course? What was that? So it was having done the business management course that I'd done. Um, so I did that four years at night. Also, my mother is a chartered accountant, like so. That's <laughs> kind of been drilled into me for years, like, yeah. um, and she wouldn't let me do it otherwise. Um, and she looks over all my stuff. Thanks, mom. <laughs> um, Give mom a shout out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I, I, I knew that if it want, if I wanted this to be sustainable, because you've seen it, Tom, and I see it. Like, there's so many people that come into this industry for a few years and then they go off and they become an accountant or they become something else or they go back to retail or you know they go to do something else or how many fitness instructors do you know that do a little bit of coaching and renting time in a gym and then have another job you know yeah like it's 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 a fantastic job and like i know of nothing better and nothing more satisfying 
then changing all these people's lives through doing what we do. But if you can't sustain your own life, you're not going to be able to help them. Like, so it's really, really important to sit down and look, how is this going to work as a business? Like, you know, what sort of hours do I need to put in? Is this sustainable? Is that going to drain me every week? What's my tax liability on this sort of stuff? Like, this is really, really important. Like, I know people want to hear about all the sexy stuff about, you know, circuits and deadlifts and training people and stuff like that. Like, but like, if you don't get this right, you're not going to keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Stefan, it's the one thing I think people, I think when I went and did fitness in college, I was just kind of like, oh, I can, I can charge this at the weekend and I have X, extra money and this and it will be so handy and X, Y, and Z. But like, there's so much to it. Marketing your business. Who do you want to work with? What's your avatar? Is it male or female? Like, there's so much to it. So, Stefan, for you, was it just get one client in the door and it multiplied from word of mouth or how did you, how did you grow, I suppose? I had built a nice word of mouth from working in the previous gym. Like, so... Um I'd built up a really good clientele there. I was starting to get a lot of people inquiring about coming to the gym to train with me, but unfortunately they couldn't train with me unless they were a member. So whenever I started to hear that towards the end of my degree, I was kind of like, this is great. This is going in line with what I want. I could feel a bit of momentum coming behind it. Um, so with that, it gave me a lot of confidence to go out on my own. You know, And the fact that I'd built up such a nice clientele in the facility that I was already in, like I was... I was one of the only trainers I knew of at the time working Monday to Friday, um, 6 a.m. till 1 p.m. And that was it, like. Now, that's because I went to college at night as well, like, so that's what my evenings were taken up with. But, you know, having that structure, knowing that I could put people in and fill every slot there, that gave me a lot of confidence to come out and get my own facility going and know that, like, yeah, I can make a good push on this, like, you know. Um, a little bit, bit of momentum behind my social media and a good focus on that was very important. I work with a couple of trainers as well. And one thing that I try to teach a lot of them because what I do find with a lot of us, and I am putting myself into that category, is that we we love a little bit of ego. We love the competition. We love we love trying to be our best. Like you know what I mean? We do these things like again, this all goes back to my father's two rules. Like nobody trains for second place, Stefan. Yo, so like if you're gonna do this, do it properly, like yo. So we're all highly competitive. Um and yeah. I completely lost that training. No, I there's I suppose I what I'd love to get into now is your ethos of training. So your clients that come through the door, like what is your ethos of training with them? I know you're big on lifestyle and as you say, it's results, but it's it's that balance in life, is it? Yeah, so my ethos on training would be very along the lines of like yo what do you want what way is that going to slot into your life like it's a it's a fitness for life sort of situation not just to fit into a wedding dress absolutely like wedding dress is only for one day folks <laughs> um yeah you know like i i completely feel that you know you have to you have to listen to the client when they come in and listen to what they say they want and then try and figure out what they actually want you know like the power of why is a big thing like you know ask them why five times and you'll probably get a little bit closer to the real answer but still not there um you know so again we go back to i want to lose a bit of weight why or you know i want i want to be able to run this marathon okay where did that come from what's changed in your life in the last few months that that's become a big decision you've always wanted to do this cool what stopped you from doing this before like oh, will I find that I get injured here and here and here? Okay, so maybe we need to look at some rehab first and 
what's the rest of your life like can you dedicate the hours that you're going to need to put in during the week to this like you know is that going to take away from your family time with the kids you know all this sort of stuff so yeah a big focus on lifestyle factors and stuff like that and how it's going to slot into your day-to-day life like this has to be a day-to-day thing like this has to be something that you can maintain something that you can continue to do going forwards and not just for 10 weeks leading up to the wedding 10 weeks leading up to the marathon you know this isn't like a one set thing this has to become habits and a lifestyle change and stefan just talk about i suppose your work work ethic for for a second um I, I, I know now from just having a chat before this, you're putting as much hours in as you were at the start. Um, where do you want the business to grow or what's next, I suppose? Yeah, so I've been on this journey so far on my own um, since leaving David Lloyd and it's it's been amazing and I love it. Like, um, And I feel that if you're going to put in the amount of hours that this job takes, you do have to love it. Like, um I, I do I do very early mornings straight into late nights like you know there's some half five in the morning starts and you're not leaving the studio till nine o'clock at night like and they are some long days like um but I always leave with a smile on my face I'm always happy putting my feet on on the floor first thing in the morning um, and we were having a conversation just before this you know my my goal has not been to just do this on my own my entire life like you know so there is studio number two coming I am very excited about that that's getting signed off this week so we're going to do some small group pt based in that um and one or two classes because i think that the it's not for me teaching classes like i said but that doesn't mean that it's not right and that's good to say because i've met a lot of trainers and they as you say they want to do everything yeah every aspect whereas i would be probably not the best pt but I'd be better in a big group of people. Yeah. That's what I know. I can control a crowd and, and my energy comes out more and thing. But I think a lot of trainers try and be everything. Yeah, you know, like I'll do it. But if you put both options on the table in front of me, which one am I going to choose? I'm going to choose the one that I'm better at. So I'm going to go the PT route. Like, you know? um, so this one's going to be small group PT. We're going to do uh, the group classes. And I do, I do think they're important as well. They create a great sense of community. I can see it. I could see it when I was in the clubs and stuff. Like it was great getting all the people together, seeing them all talk before class, seeing them all talk after class. People creating friendships through these things like this. Like you, that's what I want these facilities to turn into being. They're they're not places to come and just throw stuff around and have a sweat on. It's a place that you come to. Ah. Oh, I get to meet Tom on Monday night because I haven't seen him all week since class last week, but I know he'll be there on Monday and we'll have a chat afterwards. And you often see these people then meeting up for coffees on different times. And it's a great way to socialize and create friendships. That's maybe not the Irish norm. Like, you know, um, so there is that one. Um, and then I want to try and expand that out. Like I'd love to see them pop up all over the country and uh, create a little Stefan Fusco personal training team. Um, that I can help develop and maybe they go off and do their own thing and bring my ideals to other places and things they've learned and things they've developed on. And because I think that's the most important thing is to help other people. Like, and it's not necessarily just helping other people in fitness, but for me, it's also helping other trainers develop more and move forwards as others did for me when I was younger. Brilliant. man! I I love your ambition. It's, it's infectious. Um, two, two points I'd love to pick up on, um, COVID, Lockdown number two, how has it affected you personally and with the business? 
you know, if you're going to talk about lockdown number two, you got to look at how lockdown number one was affected because the decisions that I made for this one um, were directly as an effect of lockdown number one. So lockdown number one um, kind of hit us all fast and hard and we weren't really, nobody was prepared for it and nobody had experienced anything like it before. And the gym shut down and that was it. And I had some online clients, that was fine. Um, I after a couple of weeks developed some online corporate clients but the first two to three weeks of lockdown one were hard you know i know they were hard for everybody but i was pale i looked sick i didn't look well um i didn't feel well i was sleeping later in the mornings Um, i was still exercising every day i had no energy and i couldn't figure it out for the life of me and i remember three weeks into lockdown one i was sitting on the couch and my roommate was sitting on a chair across from me and I got up and I just went down to my room, I packed my bag and this was about 11 a.m. And I sat down on the chair, finished a cup of coffee, had the bag on my back as if I was in a daze like, um, and I can remember this all clear as day. And he was like, you all right? What's and I was like, no, no, I'm not all right. I'm crap, but I'm going to go and sort it. Like, Went up to the gym, did a workout, sat down on the laptop, started creating schedules. Um, I booked in a whole load of live Instagram workouts and... I think I did 16 live workouts uh, on Instagram with people that week. Because what I did was when I came up to the studio and I'd done the workout and cleared my head, I realized what had happened was it's not necessarily that I just had to shut down the gym and, you know, that the revenue wasn't coming in from the gym and stuff. Like, that was fine. We could sort that. Like, that wasn't... We could, we could float that all for a while. No major issues there. Everything had been going fairly well. But it was the lack of interaction with people. I love the people like and because I'm so used to seeing eight and 14 15 different people for sessions in a day I'd lost all that you know your sense of purpose was gone everything was gone so by setting up those live workouts I was now doing a live workout I did the split screen ones with another person so I booked in a person for every single one of my live workouts so I had a bit of crack with that person we had banter we had a bit of fun I'm now doing that two or three times a day. I'm getting some of that sense back of what I had before. I'm doing it for charity. I was given a sense of purpose again. Yo, so I just started booking in numerous ones of those for every week going forward. Um, so that's kind of what got me through lockdown one. Coming into lockdown two, I was like, right, will I set up the lives? Well, actually, I do have a sense of purpose in this one. Like I have studio number two coming on. I've been negotiating that for the last two months or so. So coming into this, I was more prepared for the studio to be shut down because we'd experienced it before. I was set up with a couple of my corporate clients so that helped that balance that out. They jumped straight back on board for lockdown too. Um, and I have the project of studio number two coming on board. So that focus um, coupled with having my online cl uh, corporate clients gives me that human interaction again. So you like being busy. I you just like being, like being energy active, and action. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't do well being sedated and I need a schedule. You know, I had those lives booked in. I have my corporate classes this time booked in. I have meetings booked in with accountants and stuff this time for new studio. When I can see things in the diary, that's what I'm good like. When I've got a blank page, people are like, oh, you'll be able to shut down and read. And no, I need structure and I need to see things ahead of me. Like, Yeah, it's very interesting you say that. I know um, uh, probably, the as you mentioned, the first lockdown, I got overwhelmed. I was uh, taken back. A couple of corporates had frozen, freezing accounts. And I was just like, oh, what do we do here? And I was like, hold on, Tom. Take a step back for a moment. Look at the overall picture. What can you do? What can you control? You can only control the controllables. And he used to say, then I realized this is a long-term game. 
the biggest thing I've gotten out of this year is patience. I don't have patience, Evan. I'm like, let's go, let's go. What can we do? Make the decision now, now. Why aren't they giving me a decision? That's my one of my biggest issues. But now I've learned patience and taking time with things. Um, Stefan, w- one thing I try and often a- ask most of the guests is negatives to business. Is there anything you probably don't like or don't enjoy about running your own business? Admin, I hate that laptop, man. There's so many times, and I'm picking up the laptop now, folks, this MacBook has nearly gone through a wall or a window or my phone or, yeah. Um, I, I, I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can do 20 minutes on the laptop and then I have to get up and go. If I do 25 minutes, I get cranky. I genuinely get cranky and irritable and, yeah. So I actually set a timer on my phone whenever I do stuff on the laptop for 20 minutes and then I either get up and go for a walk for two or three minutes and come back. And literally just two or three minutes away is all I need just to reset, like. Um, but yeah, I love, I love projections. I love budgets. I love all that stuff. I love numbers. I'm an Excel geek. Absolutely love it. But sitting down and making sure that all the admin's done, I have to have the list out to tick that off. Otherwise, I will distract myself with absolutely anything. Um, and then I suppose going in line with that, like, you know, the phone, like, I'm not, my mates will all, they'll, they'll, they all think it's hilarious because you post on social media and all this sort of stuff, but there'll be 600 messages in the WhatsApp group that I haven't read because I haven't clicked into them. And they're like, do you do you not come back to your clients? And I was like, no, I do. Like, But like when I've done all the stuff for my clients and I've done the emails and I've done the social media posts and stuff like that, I like to put my phone down and put it to one side. I don't like being attached to it. And everybody kind of thinks that you do, um, but I really don't. So they'll give out to me for that. Um, and in line with that as well, the social media posting stuff, I have to, I have to have that scheduled out at the start of the week. If I don't, it'll just go dead for a week and you can't do that. You can't afford to just go quiet for a week because in the space of a week, people will stop looking for your stuff. Um, so I have to have that all sectioned out at the start of the week. And that just, just on social media, Stefan, would this support your business or just talk to us a little bit about that? Like you're very smart and scheduling your stuff out as at the start of the week and looking at a calendar of events. Yeah, so I'd schedule it out and look at what sort of posts I want to put up for the week. So I already know what subject I'm going to post about on a Sunday for next Thursday. Um, and I think that's really important. It does does a number of things, like keeps you on a schedule. It keeps your stuff um, regular. You can look at it because it is marketing for the business. Like I, this is not my personal social media account. And um, that's something that I get into with some of the people who I mentor as well. But it's there t- to help your business, to help push your business, to help put your message into the world and let people see what you want to put out there um, and what you're about. So it's important to have it scheduled it gives you continuity of you know a voice and um, it gives you the ability to if you want to look at it as a sales tool as well it gives you the ability to schedule that over projects that might be coming up in a month and sort of lead and build into that sort of stuff and um, i think what happens with social media a lot is people like to try and let's say people i say some personal trainers like to try and throw up how great they are you know, rather than talking about what their business can do for people. Um, like, nobody wants to see my one rep max de- deadlift. Like, Mary down the road does not care what that is. It makes no difference to their life. And John at the other end of the road, who's 40-year-old, is going to look at that and go, well, I can't do that. Why would I bother going to talk to that chap? Like, Whereas if they see you put up a good message or some valuable information about nutrition or uh, training style or you know 
movement fixes or, or or occasionally just put up something funny or cool like of you doing something a little bit out there and they'll kind of go okay he knows what he's talking about oh look he posts results as well he gets the results and um, he seems like a bit of crack i could be around that person like you know so like it gives you that ability to actually put your best foot forward and just on social media Stefan, is it something that's always been positive or is there any negative side of things or what would you say to people that are getting maybe some negative side of social media you know it's really easy to turn around and say like you know just don't let it affect you like these people don't know who you are like but it does it, it these things affect you like we're human beings we have loads of emotions like and you know people do these things because they know it will evoke some emotion in you and anybody any personal trainer who's worth his salt their salt is going to be very emotional we do that because we care about people we do this job because we want to help people and so getting negative comments on social media and stuff like that and you know it's 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 hard but you do learn to have a thicker skin with it like because realistically these comments they don't matter you know these people they don't know what you're doing they don't know what you're going through it's like when you see when you see any of the stuff of somebody driving down the road in a big Ferrari, like, and the person on the side of the road going, look at that fucking wanker. But you don't know how depressed that person is driving down the car. They could have just been kicked out of the house by their missus and they're getting a divorce, like, you know, because she's run off with the gardener or the mechanic or whatever who was fixing your Ferrari, like, you know, so, like, you don't know. Um, and people don't know your story, like, and more to take that into account is that you know your own story. You know what you're doing. If somebody wants to comment on a photo or something that you've put up, you know, they don't know what's brought you to put that up. They don't know your reasons necessarily behind always putting up certain posts. So try not to take it on yourself, like, and have a nice support structure around you. Like I have a lot of friends who aren't into social media. I have some who are, and I, I talk about these things. You need to talk like, um, I recently did another chat with, uh, a girl about Movember and men's mental health and stuff like that and it's really really important to be able to vocalize these things because like I said it's not easy getting these comments but it's a lot easier when you have two or three pals going and you can turn around and be like somebody said this to me it was really shitty well actually Tom like I, I've known you since you're a child and I really like you like and this is why I like you and this is why I value you as a friend like so don't listen to that person who doesn't actually know you doesn't know what you're about and doesn't know your life story yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant advice there on negative social media. Um, just, Evan, you mentioned about um, technology and how it helps you. You're a whiz at Excel and stuff like that. Anybody that's listening uh, technology-wise or app-wise, is there anything you'd advise or that helps you in your business in your day-to-day, I suppose, as tools in your toolkit? Yeah, so I, um, I, I'm a big fan of the basics work they always have and they always will. Um, so the list function in everybody's phone, I absolutely love that. Um, I think it's really important. I think it makes it, it schedules out your day really easily. Like, and it is this your notepad or well, is this list? There's a, little, there's a little notes section in your phone that you can actually have to tick it all off as it goes, and, you, and it's so satisfying when you get the big ones ticked off. Like, um, so I use the the notes section on my phone every morning. You know, so I'll make a coffee in the morning. The first thing I do then is I take out my phone before I look at social media and I do my list up for the day. Like, you know, so it's if I know I've got other jobs outside of training the clients to do, they all go in it and they've got to be ticked off uh, before I come home later on. Because as we were talking about, I don't like doing the work at home. I think it's important to keep um, that sort of separation of state of work and home. Um, but 
yeah, I'd often use that. And um, there's many apps for other trainers out there, like my PT Hub and Trainer Eyes and stuff like that. For any trainers coming up, like you should definitely get on them, get familiar with them. It's a really nice and concise way to help a lot of people and not um, lose yourself in hours and hours and hours upon it every day. Like, and it's a very cost-effective way to get going uh, with training people online. So I definitely look into a few of them, um, and then becoming very familiar with your analytics on social media right so not necessarily an app that i think is fantastic but um knowing your numbers there knowing when to post knowing what people are looking at knowing what's giving you better traction like not just throwing crap at the wall and hoping it's going to stick like well, that's that's my social media to just throwing crap at the wall. <laughs> oh there's a photo what do i put as a caption underneath i don't know what to write uh okay hashtag um so just um i, I fire these questions at a lot of our guests um do you have any regrets so far stefan um i don't really regret anything to be honest like i don't i think you know anxiety is living in the future you know um living in the past with regret like it does you no favors either um what i would say is i learn from what i have done and what i've done wrong like you know um one of my big life lessons is that like you know always always re try and remember everybody try and come back to everybody try and respond to everything like because you know some you, you may be respond somebody may be asking you to do something with them and you may be turning around and going i can't actually do that but thanks for asking me and you've still got that line of communication opened up like you know um probably more so not even when i was younger but when i was probably starting out leaving the gym and going on my own it was trying to do everything on your own and trying to just do everything on your own and we'd be, i just can't do it i'm too busy i just and you'd lose yourself in hours of work whereas if you'd even just done what i said and come back to a few people later on down the line those lines of communication can be very important they can be great like and you never know where somebody else is going to end up like so making sure that you keep in contact with a lot of people like is extremely important and possibly a regret that i've had one or two people i've lost contact with in my life that's good communication relationships are so important i know you have mentioned your your dad's i suppose words of advice throughout this uh, this chat is that the best piece of advice you've ever gotten um it's probably the most resonant piece of advice that i've ever gotten like you know uh, but the best piece of advice is more of a saying than anything else. Um, it's hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah, so you know that can mean one of two. That can mean one or two things to different people. Like, but to me, I see that as being like you can beat anybody else on any given day if you put in the work and put in the groundwork and do the right stuff. Like the best player, the best boxer in the world can get beaten by somebody else if they just sit back on their laurels, don't do anything, while the other guy's sitting there grinding it out and doing a little bit more. Now, I do think in this day and age that like grinding it out has to be defined correctly as well. Um, I think it's irresponsible not to define that correctly because the idea of grinding it out is getting up at five o'clock in the morning and going to sleep at two o'clock the next morning and having sat on the laptop or you know created this and done that and done 800 million things and not actually talked to any friends and family like you know, grinding it out is actually like playing it smart working smart you know um getting your lists done getting your scheduling done and getting a balance with your life like you know because i think it's important to look at this as more of a a series of sprints than an actual marathon like it's not continuous it's not banging your head against the wall the whole time trying to get the work done it's sprint rest recover sprint rest recover sprint same way we do training like you know 
we have deload weeks for a reason. We don't just keep trying to lift heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. The body can't do it. You know, so you've got to think of it the same for your mind and for your work ethic. I like that. I like that line. I'm going to use that going forward. Um, is there any, I suppose, last couple of questions here. If you could have a meal with five people, dead or alive, who would they be? Oh, This always catches oh, to wow. every guest out. I'm not good with these. Somebody asked me there the other week of like, you know, if you could fight anybody from history, who would it be? I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, um, with a weapon or without a weapon? <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I think it was just go, go like fist to fist and go for it. Um, if I could have a meal with any five people, dead or alive, um... I have this absolute fascination with this actor, Frank Grillo. You know, Frank? I do. I yeah. actually saw him in Billions there the other week. He's actually in Billions and he was in, what's the TV show, the martial arts show I watched him in? Kingdom. Kingdom, oh, yes. What a show, man. Very good on Netflix. What a show. Like, yeah, there's a good plug now. Sponsorship coming. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I definitely like to sit down with Frank. I think that'd be cool. Um, he just seems like a nice guy and a good bit of crack. And maybe we could hit pads at the end of it or something like that he's I think. A, am i right in saying he's huge in asia yeah like massive massive like absolute. as a martial arts actor isn't yeah, he? yeah absolutely massive like you know and yeah. um, they love him over there and he has been in some little cult movies over there okay as well, yeah, like, yeah, which is yeah. where that's all come from uh, but we won't get into yeah. frank it acting history right now i only met him once in la cool. frank if you're listening <laughs> give us a shout when you come to dublin <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so we go frank um who else would I go? I you see with the martial arts background, I have an absolute love for fighting. I'd love to meet Muhammad Ali. Um, I think he was a great man. I think he, I'd I'd love to be in his head for even an hour. Like the way he saw things, his tunnel vision, his just absolute want to get things done was fantastic. Like, um, so I'd definitely be up there with him. Um, I think if you were going to go for a meal, you'd have to have the likes of like Gordon Ramsay in there. Could only be entertaining. Um, that's three two more who else have we got to go um i'd have to bring pops with me to that one like dad would have to come and then if i've got to make the last one a good one though don't I? yeah yeah you do that's and four I'm out kind of five of, i'm kind of half thinking it needs to be a little bit more abstract than the other ones <laughs> <laughs> but when you try it always catches things, them out um who else would we go for um you know, I could be really bad and just say Bruce Lee for the last one. Oh, there you go. That's your five. I think we'd have a great scrap at the end of all that yeah, as well, yeah, to be yeah. honest. Like. A lot of martial arts talk, anyway, <laughs> yeah. or fighting talk. Um, brilliant. And I suppose just a couple of things to finish off. Um, books, podcasts, or anything you're listening to that have helped you that maybe any listeners would get some value out of? Um, so big one for me was, and I think it's a, it's a fan favorite with a lot of people, like is the subtle art of not giving it. I don't know if you want to curse. Yeah, you can part. curse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Like, I think it's a. a That's very, the book, yeah. Yeah, it's the book. So it's a very eye-catching headline, but the book is actually very different to what it is. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I've read it two or three times now, um, and it's just very good for getting you focused on making sure that you're doing what you need to be doing. Like, you know, not diluting down yourself for other people and not looking after you like you can't pour from an empty cup i think is a very important one like and um, so i think that's really really important you know and i bounce around from i'm i'm awful for audiobooks i'd often be listening to two or three of them at the same time okay. and uh you 
you kind of yeah I think that one's one of my favourites and if I was to go for any other one um, yeah One's good enough. Yeah. Is that all right? One's good enough, absolutely. Um, Stefan, I just want to say, been an absolute pleasure. Um, where can people stay connected with you and find you? Um, if anybody wants to drop me a message on social media, it's Stefan Fusco PT. Um, I try to come back to as many of them as I possibly can. Um, so if anybody has any questions, slide into those DMs. Slide yeah. on in and give us a shout. Like Brilliant. Well, listen, uh, thank you so much for your time and it's great to see your facility here today, buddy. Thanks so much for having me. Cheers, man. Cheers.